Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 428. Five powerful calorie control tricks to help you eat less food by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil Malik. Hello, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from popular health and fitness blogs to help you optimize your health. Now, this is a busy month of birthdays, I realized. A lot of family birthdays, a lot of friends' birthdays in March. And today is no exception. I wanna wish my nephew, who we like to call Uncle Ray Ray, a very happy birthday. Just when I think I'm all finished paying my bills from all the holidays, I have to bump my accounts back up for the March birthday madness, but it's all good. All right, let's get to today's post and start optimizing your life. Five Powerful Calorie Control Tricks to Help You Eat Less Food by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com. Appetite control, weight loss, and healthy eating can all be influenced by your subconscious mind. So why not play a few tricks on your subconscious? Not only can you use these five powerful calorie control tricks to trick your brain into eating less food, but you can make yourself feel fuller, faster, and resist the urge to eat more. Here's how. Calorie control trick number one. Use smaller utensils and dishes. I've shown you how the size of a bowl, plate, or spoon that you use can significantly influence how much food and how many calories you consume. In the study, quote, ice cream illusions, bowls, spoons, and self-served portion sizes, 85 nutrition experts who were attending an ice cream social were randomly given either a smaller 17-ounce or a larger 34-ounce bowl and either a smaller 2-ounce or a larger 3-ounce ice cream scoop. After serving themselves, they completed a brief survey as their ice cream was weighed. Even when nutrition experts were given a larger bowl, they served themselves 31% more without being aware of it. In addition, their servings increased by over 14% when they were given a larger serving spoon. In this study from the University of Pennsylvania, psychologists conducted an experiment in an upscale apartment building in which they left out a bowl of the chocolate candies with a small scoop. The next day, they refilled the bowl with M&Ms but used a much larger scoop. And when the scoop size was increased, people took 66% more M&Ms. So, use smaller plates, bowls, and utensils, even if somebody laughs at you for eating your soup with a teaspoon. Calorie control trick number two, out of sight, out of mind. Whether you're eating dinner at home, at a party, with snack tables, or out at a buffet, there's a simple rule that multiple studies have confirmed. 
The less exposure your eyes, ears, and nose have to food, the less likely you are to eat too many calories. For example, unless we're eating outdoors, for dinner, my wife or I will plate the food and bring it to the table, but leave any larger dishes, pots, pans, or bowls full of food on the countertop or on the stove, where we're less likely to reach for them and grab a second serving. You can use this same trick in many other ways, such as at parties, don't park next to the snack table, but instead socialize farther away from the grub. Or at buffet restaurants or regular restaurants, seat yourself farther away from the kitchen, the bar, or other food displays. Or you can keep any snacks or tempting sweets in opaque or non-transparent containers or places where they're not readily accessible in your home. Or shove any tasty, tempting food to the back of the refrigerator or pantry and bring the healthy food to the front. Any of my energy bars, sweet exercise drinks, or other sugary, tempting treats are kept in two inconvenient places, the garage and a door in the bottom of my bedroom closet. This ensures I'm much less likely to eat empty calories. In the book, 59 Seconds, the author describes a series of experiments that compared putting chocolates on office workers' desks to putting the chocolates six feet away. When the chocolates were placed on the desk instead of six feet away, each person ate on average six more chocolates per day. In another similar experiment, the chocolates were placed inside either transparent or opaque or non-transparent jars. The chocolates in the transparent jars were eaten 46% more quickly than the opaque jars. Calorie control trick number three, limit your options. In a recent British study, research revealed that when kids were presented with snacks that were familiar and not much different than the snacks they usually had, they ate fewer calories. Not only does this mean that you might be able to get your kids to plow through slightly less Halloween candy this year by ensuring they get many of the same types of candy, but you can also assume that we probably don't change as much as we age. So instead of heading to the supermarket and stocking up on three different types of cookies, several varieties of cereal, five different types of fruits, and several choice selections of deli meats and cheeses, you'd be better off simply choosing one option. In doing so, you'll reduce selection in your pantry and refrigerator and leave yourself less likely to overeat simply because you want to try a variety of new flavors. Interestingly, this study reminds me of Stephen Guillenet's food reward hypothesis, in which he suggests that by eating simple foods and reducing our reward response to food, we can probably do a better job controlling overeating and obesity. Calorie control trick number four, slow down. Eating more slowly can help you eat less. When you take your time with each bite and fully chew and swallow, in many cases, this means chewing a bite 20 to 25 times, you allow the fullness signal from gastric hormones to reach your brain and shut down your appetite before you eat too much. But there may be more to eating less than simply slowing down. At Pennington Biomedical Research Center, 48 participants were studied in the lab as they ate three meals at lunchtime on different days. Each participant was asked to avoid eating or exercise for 12 hours before lunch and ate a meal of fried chicken cut up into bite sizes at their own rate, at half their normal rate, or at a mix of their own rate and then the slower rate. The finding was that the combination of beginning the meal eating at one's own eating rate and then dropping to a slower eating rate had the biggest reduction on appetite for both men and women, more than eating slowly all the way through. So to reduce appetite, it may make sense to eat at whatever pace seems natural at first, but about halfway through your meal to consciously slow down and begin to savor every bite. Of course, I always look at studies like this with a wary eye because 
How often do you eat lunch after a 12-hour fast with no exercise? Control trick number five, remove distractions. Multiple studies have found that you eat more when you are distracted by TV, movies, phones, or games. In that same book, 59 Seconds, people who were paying close attention to a movie ate significantly larger amounts of popcorn compared to those that were paying less attention to the movie. In another experiment in that same book, people who actively listened to an engaging detective story while consuming lunch ate 15% more than those who had no story to listen to. In another interesting study, researchers at the University of Southern California gave moviegoers either fresh-popped or stale popcorn and monitored how much they ate. They found that the taste of the popcorn was not the primary motivator for how much people ate. People ate the same amount of popcorn whether it was stale or fresh. But when people watched the movie in a meeting room instead of a theater, they ate more of the fresh popcorn than the stale. This study suggests that when you're engaged in an environment that is primarily geared toward entertainment or absorbed in a movie on your iPad, you're likely to eat more food, whether or not you even like the food. It seems that distractions not only make you eat more, but can even make you eat more food you wouldn't normally eat anyways. You just listened to the post titled Five Powerful Calorie Control Tricks to Help You Eat Less Food by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A lot of the studies that Ben referred to were from Dr. Wansink and Dr. Painter. I had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Painter at a conference. Oh, it's been about a couple of years now. And he and Dr. Wansink are pioneers of this idea of how powerful the environment can trigger our appetites. I know there was another study where they looked at cereal boxes and whether they were placed on the counter or in the pantry. And they found that folks consumed more calories from cereal when the boxes were simply sitting on the counter. Now, these studies aren't testing whether having the cereal boxes on the counter, for example, cause you to eat more calories. It's just what we call an association. We can't say for sure that the person ate more calories because of the cereal or whether there were other factors that we would need to consider as well. But the way I look at it is, what's the harm in simply moving the cereal into the pantry? If it really doesn't cause harm and there's only benefit, why not simply do that small thing? And so a lot of the things that Ben mentioned are really small things that we only have to do once. For example, pushing the snack foods that you may not want to be consuming so much to the back of the shelf or moving them to a shelf in the garage. 
Do that once and you probably won't be consuming those as often. You do it once and you're set. Can't consume enough vegetables, you always forget to consume them. Remove them from the crisper drawer, which is usually at the very bottom of the fridge, tucked away and hidden. Put those on the middle shelf of the fridge in plain sight. Well, won't that make the food go bad faster? Yes, but hopefully that won't be an issue because guess what? You're gonna remember to consume them before they go bad. Now, really quickly before I go, if you wanna show some support for our podcasts, there are many ways to help out, both free and otherwise. Come by oldpodcast.com slash support to check those out. And really one of the easiest and best things you can do for us right now is sharing this show with someone. That's it. That's a huge way to show your support. All right, that's enough from me. That's 428 episodes down. Thank you as always for listening. I'll see you tomorrow with a post from regular contributor, Nerd Fitness, and where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.